excited about it. It was exciting because I felt I had a lot to share with you. But then I also realized that while I may have a lot to share, the knowledge will not be useful for you. I found something which in retrospect, was was something actually, but well, it wasn't. It wasn't the answer. I mean, what's the answer? But I knew. I still knew. I mean, when I made the post, I uh, I attached an image uh, with the post, and in that image you'd see um, dark clouds surrounding this figure that's supposed to be me, and in front of that figure, it's there is a light. It's like a sun. It's a sun shining through darkness. And it's not shining through in the sense that it illuminates the darkness. It was shining through. It's like a light leading you out of the darkness. And that was so appropriate because I was still in the dark. But I had seen a light. At the time, I felt that light was all I needed. This is it. Now, walk around like an enlightened master. There was still the um, ego there. There was still this self-deceit. Like, I was deceiving myself. condescending to others because I felt unlike them I had found the truth to life but in truth I was deluding myself I was still in darkness it was self deceit You see, enlightenment, it's something we should all aspire to, but not actively so. And I think the problem with it is that we have a word for it, we define it, and with words it's easy to misunderstand what they really mean. Enlightenment's a good it's about 
reason, all that makes you human, all of it, embracing the good, the bad, the ugly, all of it. It's about complete surrender to life, surrender, and that's not about. Situation, because I did float away. I, I mean, when life troubles come at me, oh, I need to do this. I need to do that. I need to make things right with this person. I need to make things right with that person. I will. I will conclude it all. I will. I will say. To myself, we dare to do something because I had come to the right conclusion, which is right. I would say that I am not my mind, but that's the thing about that. While I am not the mind, the human mind is like a computer. The human mind, like the human body, they are both like computers. You, you program things into it, not necessarily you. All the time, the condition is from also the environment in which you're in. The interactions you have with people, from when you were a child, which is a time you could not. Know better, which is a time where you are most vulnerable, and which is a time I believe the core of our conditioning began. I think if a human being had a good childhood. A crazy teenager up to adulthood, they still have their foundation is still pretty much intact because with a good foundation, they have this awareness about themselves. Enables them, which equips them to handle life, and no matter how crazy things can be, they don't become their situation. They will take in some programming, I mean, but they are able to see that those programmings are useful because. Where they are right now in their life, but for a child, for me, for most of my childhood, I was scared. I was anxious almost all the time. I never felt safe. The people in my life—that is my 
family. Amen. These people who abused him, they found themselves to be an abuser. It's not like they were born abusers. Something went wrong somewhere with them as well. They, are, they were also at the mercy of their lives because for you to abuse someone, you have to be lost. You have to, something needs to be wrong with you. It could either be genetics, it could be a conditioning, something that happened in your life that you may not even be aware of, but it happened and your body had responded to it by giving you this abusive way of dealing with life and the people you are in a relationship with your siblings, your friends, your neighbor, everybody around you. So I I hold no resentment and I I used to hate, especially my elder brother. In 2019 I remembered a traumatic event from my childhood which he was involved in and I had an immense hatred toward him and toward my entire family because um, they could not protect me from him and I felt like, in retrospect, it was a control freak. They were under his tongue, like he was in control of all of them. Like they can't, they can't do nothing Which means they can't without his approval. I was at his message. So yeah, I had hatred. I had disgust. something that has happened 
to them before. Some trauma that made them do evil to others around them even if they cared about them. That trauma is strong with them. But now, instead of hate, I have empathy. While I haven't spoken to any member of my family since 2019, I hope um, they are all doing okay. I hope they've been able to heal themselves. They've been able to emerge beyond the trauma they have been brought up in. So yeah, I... I have a lot. I mean, this is um, my first episode of this podcast and just bear with me. There will be a lot of rambling here and there and um, I just hope I'm able to get you to listen enough to come back because in the next episode I will be talking about more specifics than this because this being the first episode it's more of an overview so yeah i wanted to start a podcast and i did not immediately because i knew i can't i couldn't help anyone the things i will share this is i would have shared you would have been very interesting but it wouldn't have been useful for you and the reason I started this podcast is to help you is to give you hope is to make you realize that you're not alone and Whatever life situation you are in right now, I want you to know you can emerge from it. It doesn't define you. I started my healing journey, like actively so, in 2022. I mean, I've been doing things prior to that. But it was in 2022 that I was able to shake out a bit from my programming because my life was falling apart. And to save, to save me, I had to really admit that something was wrong with me. And I also knew that I have to do something about it.
something radical. I try, I've tried a lot of things, a lot. I've, um, first I started with meditation, but then I wasn't, I wasn't sure I was doing it right. I watched a lot of YouTube videos, listened to podcasts, audiobooks. I needed help and I've read a lot about the benefits of meditation for someone like me. I needed help. But um, the more I read, the more I kind of decided that I could not meditate. And then I, I found the mantras. And mantras are quite, um, they were helpful. And I would say something. Everything I've tried, everything I've done, I wouldn't be here if I hadn't tried all of those things. Even however ineffective they may have been, I learned a lot from them. So mantras, um, there were a few mantras I used. Um, there was Nam Yo Renge Kyo, there was Om Mani Padme Hum. And these mantras, they were able for a chaotic mind very beneficial I mean reasonably so my mind was chaotic I had lots of thought lots of crazy thought lots of self-doubts lots of negative thought and the mantras were able to shut them up that felt good in the moment chanting those mantras I had I had relief it was liberating like oh my god peace at last I want this to last forever but the mantras just made me just brought a feeling of dissociation from my life. I know the body is not me, the mind is not me, but still, I am the body, I am the mind. But then, the mind was chaotic and it was so easy to say, I don't want no part of you anymore. I want to be free of you. I want to shut you up. So the mantras were helpful. But they did not add value to my human experience. I had a marriage, I had a family, I had friends. And how chanting those mantras did was make me dumber because 
when your mind is chaotic and I know in the thick of it it's impossible to think like this but your mind is telling you save me something is wrong with me listen to me and you don't you don't shut that up you listen to it it's easy to shut it up because it brings you relief but it's just like a crying child the child cries 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 listen to me I need help with this I need help with this but instead of listening shut the child up you block out your ears and you can no longer hear the child crying what happens especially when the child is you the child is your human experience you become so disconnected from yourself so mantras they have their use and this is something I will discuss with you later. Mantras should not be used to quiet the mind because you have to listen to the mind. You need to be aware of the mind. So in a way I realized that after using mantras for about six to seven weeks because my life wasn't improving and thankfully I had um, people around me who loved me who were able to tell me who were able to I mean it's not like they were happy to share these things with me it's just that being with me the way I was was detrimental to their home um, emotional health more specifics later so um, those signals like if I was uh, delusional enough to believe that I'm making progress with mantras there were these um, voices outside of me that were telling me dude you're not getting better so yeah I stopped using mantras I started, um, I went away from mantras and I mean, I still used mantras but I was able to use it to quiet the mind and then stop using the mantra, stop chanting the mantra and listen to my mind. But that did not work either because when the mind comes, when the mind starts crying, when the mind starts saying things I felt like oh there is fire on the mountain and I need to shut you up so I have this idea um, I think I was from a YouTube video where I saw um, someone post a comment about how affirmations had helped them 
affirmations um, they are good they bring you a sense of positivity oh lord i loved affirmations they were able to um they were able to change my mindset a bit it wasn't a big change i mean if you did not listen to the affirmations for a while you revert back to your old self so they were like a band-aid. I, I subscribed to, there was um, this YouTube channel that um, their affirmations really connected with me. And I got relief. But in the long run, it's like walking with um, walking sticks when there is nothing wrong with your legs when you just have a injury a very small injury on your legs that you could treat and then you'll be walking fine so whenever i couldn't be at the pain i lose those walking hates i fall i crumble and i fall harder each time because I was able to get into a rhythm thanks to the affirmations they were able to bring me somewhere I could have never walked to without and when you lose them you are in a totally different territory that you could never have been in so it's like walking into fire with a fire suit And then you take off that suit while in the lake. You were born. Why would you take it off? I mean, usually you wouldn't have walked into fire. The affirmations make you believe you can walk in fire. But because affirmations, they inflated your sense of the sense of what you can do, what you're capable of. You take on big things, and when the effect of the affirmations come off, you crumble. So then, I walked around with my headphones all the time I was and at the whenever I'm going into situations, I would listen I to this affirmation. Oh, I, I'm about to face an anxious situation. I listen to an affirmations that give me confidence, that make me feel like I'm capable of doing whatever I want to do. That anxious feeling is um, an illusion. It's not real. And if I want to do something that I don't feel like I was I'm capable of getting done, I would listen to affirmations that think I could do anything. That lets me believe in myself, basically. And all of this helped me. But I'd say how affirmations really helped me was it made me realize that I can do all of this stuff for myself. I, I just need to figure out I just how. To not walk with hates when I can walk by myself. So yeah, I tried a lot of things. And I said earlier that I 
wanted to start the podcast, but I didn't think there was not anything I could say to you that could be beneficial to you. But why am I starting the podcast now? While I do know that, at heart, I'm a good person, I was able to confront the awareness of the fact that I have terrible conditionings from trauma that makes me a bad person to myself and to those around me. And that conditioning doesn't define me. But I need to be aware of it to know how to be different. I've had the programming of someone who cannot be trusted, who is a terrible person. While I have terrible conditioning, I didn't program myself that way. I didn't choose to be terrible. Just like my childhood abusers didn't choose to be abusers, I I had this programming that the only way I could live my life is to be a terrible person, not just to myself, but to those around me. <coughs> Instead of confronting situations head on, oh, I messed up, I made a mistake. Instead of conf- instead of being open to the consequences of those actions of whatever I did, I'd make an excuse. Oh, I made this mistake because of that. And if there was somebody else involved, I'd mislead them to think I am capable, but I'm not. Because we've heard this um, many times that life is a lesson. When you fail, learn from the failure. But for most of us, those are just words. They, they did not, they could not be integrated into the fabric of how we operate. When you fail and you accept the I failed. Oh, I'm terrible at this. Not to be funny. Not to not to serve any goal. But that admission that I am terrible at this. 
it's liberating because then you can really look at why am I terrible at this? Then you can choose. Can I be better at this? Is there something I can do that will make me better at this? Is this, do I want to be better at this? That's that thought process itself it frees you. One thing I used to do a lot is um to people around me if I messed up something I'd lie. Them because I couldn't stand them seeing me as a failure. I could not stand them, and that's the time they would not because they are not those kind. Of I could not stand their mind thinking of me in that way. I was projecting and what the world <laughs> The interesting thing about that is that. The people I've managed to surround myself with, they are good people. It had all been in my and they do not it's believe in labels. Like those things. It's so, people have taught me this is when I deal with them, I do not do so from how they present themselves to me. I deal with them from a projection of myself if I were to be and talking if I were to be dealing with me I would think I'm a physical I would think I suck the terrible thing about this is these projections are mostly mine about myself but they would not think that They would think that means help. He struggles with this. How can I help him? They don't make conclusions from what they learn from me. They empathize with me. And that's where um this thing people say about viewing the world from the lenses of your trauma. I did that a lot. I failed at life. And they'll never know you need help there. I can help you here. You have, have you tried this? And also, the biggest sin in lying is that you believe your lie. You even lie to yourself before you lie to anyone around you because you relate with people the way you relate with yourself. That's very true. And I would lie to myself. 
make excuses about my failures and in so doing I never really got to see things for what they truly have I could not I could not afford to see things for what they truly have because I could not stand the truth because I believe the truth defines me I was fired at my job that means I'm a failure that's a conclusion end of story no I was fired at my job I failed at that job no, this is not a conclusion why did I fail at that job with myself to figure out a solution why conclusions are terrible you know I have a lot to share with with you and part of my journey has been I mean not a part of it the big part of my journey has been enlightenment and I would read stories of enlightened masters and say to myself I want to be that way I want to be able to move through life be affected by it. It's not surrendering to life and light. I want to be able to be happy all the time. But what I did not realize is there is a whole lot of humanity in enlightenment. To be enlightened, you have to embrace all of life. You have to be there hundred percent. You have to be able to accept life as it is. And you have to be kind to yourself. to those around you. You don't hold on to ideas around enlightenment and think you can operate from that. Like I did, you would alienate yourself from everybody and nobody would want to talk to you. Nobody would want That's to be around you. That's because you are not related. Nobody would trust you. Nobody would think of you as someone that can be reliable. I have a lot to share with you. And I have a lot to learn from you. Because I still have a long way to go. But I'm able to help you now. I have because the truth of my being. I have been able to emerge from the programming of my life 
with no pity, with no regret. Thank you for listening.